0: Hutchins Podcast. G'day everyone and an incredibly warm welcome to an exhilarating episode of the Hutchins Podcast where today we're bringing to you a football edition. How good is this going to be? Welcome Isaiah, James and Joe to the podcast.
1: How you going mate? Thanks guys. This one's exciting. This one's Mm. big. Huge.
2: Massive guest. This is enormous. This This has sent shockwaves through the (laughs) punching School community. This this podcast will never be the same. We've uh,
0: gone from one extreme to the other. Um, Massive guest coming for us today.
2: Yeah, but before we get to that guest, maybe we can just remind everyone of who we've got here. We're sitting among greatness. (laughs) Harry Jones, not only school captain but a prominent figure in the twos' footy side this year. Excellent player.
0: not sure about that. Not the uh, best footballer Hutchins has seen by any means. Um, Kick one from the pocket you did. in the twos. Come on, you did. I, I watched snuck that one in. But, um, yeah, other than that, big celebration um, as well. Was big. But bigger than that, some big names here in the studio currently. Isaiah Douglas. Big name. How young.
3: Big man, big name. Mm. Big Ruckman. Yeah. Came out of nowhere this year. I did, actually. I was like, you know what, last year at Hutchins, may as well play a bit of footy to finish off. And what happened, Dougie? um, Straight away, get the call up to the ones team. Yeah.
1: And just puts on a clinic. And now you're playing at what club?
3: North um. Hobart. <laughs> a bit of a few rumours circling. Oh, but oh. There might be a trip down to the twin but You never know. No, we'll Could say, be we'll the say. biggest trade
0: in not the AFL, but in Australian rules football in Australia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And James, how many did you kick against Lonnie Grammer? Yeah, just a couple. Just Seven. A couple. Mm. Not quite. Not quite that figure. But Six. it was a good game think Ned spied and got like 30 touches and kicked a goal from 55 out, so I think he outplayed me in that game. Um, Somehow. And then... And uh, captain it wouldn't Joe be a Harrison. football podcast
0: without the captain of the Aust- Australian Rules Hutchins football team,
2: <laughs> Mr Joe Harrison. Yes. <laughs> I, no, it's, it's an honour to be here. He um, might be the biggest guest on today. <sighs> oh, gee. I'm not nah, sure no, about that. But... Look, it's an honour to be here. This is a great opportunity for the podcast. Um, Hopefully everyone listening is going to enjoy it and um, I'm just looking forward to having a chat with a few mates and Mm. um, a legend that we're going to get on soon. Mm.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle in your seatbelts as we are set for the biggest name that the Hutchins podcast has ever seen in its prolonged history... The great man, Dylan Buckley, born and raised in a footy family, being the only child to football great and three-time premiership player, Jim Buckley, Dylan was picked up in the 2011 draft under the father-son rule, playing 41 games, booting 18 goals for both Colton and GWS between 2012 and 2019, life after football. Has seen Dil create two of Australia's most popular podcasts, Deal and Friends and List Cloggers with Daniel Gorringe. Dil, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Welcome to the Hutchins Podcast.
4: The Hutchins Podcast. Gee whiz. This is the pinnacle of everything in life and I appreciate it, boys. I've been a big fan of the, the show for a long time. Isaiah, James, Dinger, no, Binger, <laughs> and Harry, welcome. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. Great
0: to have you with us. Now, Dill, we're dialing in from Tassie. They tell me you were down here in July. What um, were your thoughts on the Apple Isle? And tell us any
4: highlights. Uh, God's country, Tasmania. In all seriousness, I absolutely loved it. Was lucky enough to uh, actually sleep in your bed. He <laughs> was, was good enough to sleep on the couch for me, which was very much appreciative. And um, no, it's a beautiful part of the world. Um, yeah, absolutely love my time in Taz. I'd been there a couple of times to play footy, but hadn't, um, been able to spend a lot of time there, unfortunately. Due to COVID and that was probably my first trip I'd been down there and just got to see the beautiful country, um, country land. And, um, yeah, beautiful wineries down in Invercaro and beautiful cheese. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. So I absolutely loved it. And, um, I'm sure you boys have spent some time at the hanging garden or maybe you will eventually, <laughs> but we went there too. And that was awesome. And, it was just a really cool venue and had a good time.
2: Yes, it's a beautiful spot there for sure. <laughs> now, while we're on the topic of Tassie, um, just quickly, what is your thoughts on the possibility of a Tassie AFL team? Do you see that well, happening in the future and would you get behind it?
4: 100%. I think after spending time there, I think it's an absolute disgrace that there isn't a team there already. Um, definitely the appetite's there. and Yeah, I, I really – I know that there's some logistics around it all, um, but, yeah, I think that especially – the beautiful city of Hobart, I can't see why there wouldn't be a team there. I know you've got the Jumping Jacks now, um, big fan of Jumping Jacks and and what they're doing. So I think the next thing would definitely be bringing a, an AFL team down there. Um, yeah, as I said, I can't speak highly enough of, of Tasmania and I think it's, it'd be a beautiful spot for it because, as I said, the appetite's there and you're footy crazy. And um, I think there'd be a lot of people in the, in the community that would love to see it. Amen. You're right. For sure. Yeah.
0: Would you strap the uh, boots on for Tassie if given the opportunity?
4: Oh, look, I think if they're asking me to play for them, they're probably not in <laughs> going to be very good. But, um, look, I'd come down and maybe do a couple of events for them, I think. I, I think they'd be looking for some better players than me to gump out there. But, I don't know, I saw last week that Clarco was jumping on the bandwagon yeah, and, yeah. you know, it could be very good timing that now he's not at Hawks and no one else landed him. I think that they'd be silly not to to start the team up and get Clarko down to coach.
3: Imagine seeing Clarko coach Tazzy. That would be, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> the unreal. Now, Dil, because um, a, a lot of people listening would want to know about your career and your journey. So take us back to when your journey at AFL level got started. What was it like getting drafted in like your first couple of years in the, in the league?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think, I, you know, I got drafted just out of high school when I was 18. Um, and I think, you know, you guys are you know, at that age, coming into that age now. And, um, yeah, I think that I was a bit naive to, like, the world around me. I just thought that things happened. Um, and, you know, I hadn't really faced much adversity as a, as a young kid just sort of going to school. Not not that many kids do, you know. You don't really have any life lessons that you've sort of faced, like some people do, some people don't. But, um, yeah, I definitely hadn't. And just sort of thought that life was going to carry on and work for me um, and really just nail it. And, and I was going to play 300 games and, um, you know, that was going to be the get carried off and win a couple of flags, but unfortunately, um, but you know, sort of fortunately, that didn't happen. And um, faced a lot of injuries, faced a lot of form slow slump slumps, and um, yeah, I don't regret it at all because it, you know, it's really set me up for, for for what's next after football. And I think that yeah, those, I think that you know, especially people listening to this, hopefully um, that are your age, just there's one message that I've always could say, it's just get excited by adversity and. Um, when things don't go your way as a young person, just it's not what happens; it's how you respond to it. Um, and they're probably the biggest lessons that you know I learn at a young age. Um, you know, you can you can have a lot of negative things happen, but it's how you you then go from it. You can turn that negative thing into a positive thing. And I think that you know, looking back now, um, that's what I've just tried to do my whole life, and hopefully, it you know keeps going like that.
0: During the, your footy career, obviously there was a um, fair few mentors out there. Um, but I'm pretty keen to know Mick Mulhous, 700 game coach. How was your experience playing under under the great man?
4: Well, I love Mick Mulhouse like, Honestly, one of the yeah one of the greats. I know that he's had a bit of a, a bad rep with Carlton because of you know people questioning his reasons of going there. But yeah, in all honesty, I think he was awesome. I absolutely loved playing under him. Um, he was a you know, these days coaching's really different. Um, they, you know, they say a lot like relationship coaching, which I still don't really get what that means. Um, I, I think that it can be a bit of a, it can be something that gets overused a lot. Like, you know, speaking to you guys now, I'm sure you've got like teachers and principals at your school that you don't necessarily have a relationship with, but you still respect them. Yeah. So I think sure. that's, you know, me and Mick weren't hanging out on weekends, like, having beers, but, like, I respected him a, a lot, um, and I knew that whatever he said, you know, I did. So um, I, I really liked that way of coaching, and, you know, when you move into into workplace as well, it's the same with the boss, you know, like, you're not going to be friends with your boss. You don't necessarily like everything that they say, but you've just got to respect each other, and that's definitely what Mick was about.
1: And just with your AFL career, what was it like being a young player in the footy system? Was there any initiations you had to do when you first got there, or...? <laughs> Um, none that
4: I can probably say on a podcast, but yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, there's definitely some things you do. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it's all, all harder and pretty fun. And, you know, I, I had a great time as a young kid, but, um, yeah, I would say like just on that young, I'm not trying to give life lessons today at all, but just reflecting on it now, like I, when I rocked up there, I just thought like, I'm a young kid, I'll wait my turn and, you know, things will happen for me, but. You really do when you when you enter the real world or when you enter um, AFL or a job, you've got to really rip up your birth certificate. And like, it's not about being a, a young kid. You just got to go like, I'm here now and <laughs> I need to um, I need to perform. And you, you can't wait for your opportunity. You need to take it.
1: Now, take us through your journey since footy. So obviously, you started an amazing podcast. It's reached crazy numbers in Australia. How did how did it start up?
4: Great question. Um, basically it started up because I just had nothing else going for me. I literally had, uh, yeah, been sacked from Carlton um, and I was like far out. I really need to work out what my life is after football. Um, and I think a big thing for me that I always wanted to be was like really balanced in life. And I think when you when you leave school or leave work or whatever it is, you you've got to have other things going on with you. Like I, I think it's really unhealthy to just be doing one thing. So I didn't really have any habit uh, habits or or, um, or hobbies outside of, of footy. So I was, you know, my whole life was that and I was like, far out, like I've got to work out what I want to do. Cause you know, your career is only going to be 10 years, 15 years max. You've still got, you know, a lot of time to live hopefully after that. Mm. Um, and I didn't want that to be the highlight of my life. So I was like, far out, like, what do I like? And yeah, just through exactly what you guys are doing now. Like I just really enjoyed doing podcasting. I love talking to people, and, um, yeah, like, if you could go back and listen to, like, my first few episodes or even shows that I used to do when I was a Carl, like, they are so bad. But, yeah, I just started doing it. And and um, I think when I moved to Sydney, I was like, out! right, I'm just going to do this now and um, just started it. And it was really, like, just fortuitous in the situation because podcasting was really new back then and I didn't even think anyone was going to listen to it. It was actually just – it was like I was using it as something to – like all right I'm gonna do ten episodes and then when I finish footy I'll go to like Nova radio station and be like hey I've done ten episodes of a podcast instead of like having no experience. Yeah. But then yeah just as you know podcasting grew, um you know so the show and, um you know I'm just really lucky and, and blessed to have a, a platform and you know I don't I don't underestimate it. Like it's it's yeah honestly incredible and you know I get to do this. And, um, you guys want to talk to me, which is unbelievable. And yeah, I'm just really blessed and, and can't thank you all enough for, for tuning in and, and even having me on the show. Um,
1: uh, well, it's a great story for like you've, after your footy career, you've been so successful. Um, and just what have been your main highlights of having the podcast? Any favorite guests you've had on there? Memorable guests?
4: Yeah. So many, so many, mate. Like it's so hard to pick. Um, like there's been some really big eye-opening ones for me because as much as the podcast is for people to listen, like really weirdly like uh, people probably forget that like I'm taking all of this on board as well. Yeah. Um, So like it's, yeah, it's been awesome to, it's sort of like sometimes I think that it's not actually my podcast. I've just listened to every episode like as well, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But I've just been also asking the questions and um, it's, Yeah, look, I think the biggest guest, like the best guest I've had that I've really loved is like people like um, Emma Murray, who was um, a high-performance manager, high-performance mindfulness, sorry, at at Richmond, who speaks a lot about like being yourself and and mindfulness and and all these types of things. And and then also speaking to footballers who have like been through some really um, crazy life-changing experiences off the field and how they reacted to it. Um, High-performance managers in terms of like fitness, in terms of mindset, um, and then business people as well. Like one of my favourite shows done is with a guy called Nick Stone who used to play football but then went over to, um, to New York and started a coffee brand and it's just like unbelievable story. So, yeah, it's so hard to, to split them. I, I can't pick a favourite so hard. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, nice. So obviously you've interviewed a lot of pretty high calibre people. So do you have any plans for your podcast in the future? Like, does, Is there anyone that you really like to, to get on it that, that comes to mind?
4: Oh, great, great question. Um, it's, yeah, it's one that, like, I haven't thought a lot about. Like, obviously, there's some obvious ones. Like, I'd love to get, like, um, Daniel Ricardo on the show and, oh, yeah, and guys yeah. like this, but I also really want to, like, just get people with cool stories. Like, I don't think that, you know, one thing I've really realised in this um, through doing this and meeting people is, yes, there's obviously some people that have, like, bigger um, profiles and other people, but at the end of the day, like, everyone has a story. Um, I'm sure if I got, like, you guys in the show one day and asked you the questions that I ask other people, you know, you're going to have um, crucible moments in your life. Like, you're going to have lessons that you've learned at a young age that can help me as well. Um, so I think it's less about, like, the name but more about just the story they have to tell. Yeah. And that's what I, yeah, really enjoy because I think that's the the coolest part is, like, when people – you introduce someone new to people that they've never actually heard of before. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Um, us Year 12 – boys careers are coming up our choices that's coming up pretty quick and I think what I um, love about what you're doing is the passion everyone loves the passion in your podcasts um did you know pretty early on that podcasting was a bit of a niche of yours
4: not really um I yeah not really at all and I think I just threw myself into it and just like had a crack and that's probably something I'm honestly like really proud of myself for because like I wasn't someone that was very like studious like I wasn't very good at school and there'd been times where like I probably should have worked harder and I definitely didn't and that was in school and AFL but I think that when you do find something that you're passionate about um and you do enjoy it you work so hard and like for example you know I've had AFL careers I've had um jobs that I worked outside of footy but when you work for yourself and you have your own business, you actually work like 45 million times harder than you've ever worked in your life, but it's a lot more rewarding. So was podcasting something that I thought I'd be good at? No, it wasn't. But yeah, I think you just develop into, you know, knowing that you like things and yeah, and really just, just finding your passion. And that's probably the biggest thing that I could say to people like, you know, I look back to when I was 18 years old and I was leaving school and the only thing I wanted to be was like a footballer, but I think that a really exciting thing, um, like looking at, you know, you guys now or anyone else that's listening to the show at at Hutchins is like, you might think you're going to go to school and be a doc, like a lawyer, for example, you'd be like, yeah, I'm signed up for law. 99% of my mates like sign up for law or, you know, whatever their field was, but they're doing something completely different now. So don't, I think like it's not where you start, it's where you end up. Um, and it's just like being as as well versed as you can and, and just keeping an open mind to these things. Um, so, yeah, in your question, I haven't answered it, I don't think, but hopefully that makes sense. For sure.
2: Obviously, you started with Dylan Friends. Now, everyone loves Daniel Gorange. Yes. And what has um, been the change in mindset, perhaps, since you've started List Cloggers with Gos? How has that affected your focus with um, Dylan Friends compared to List Cloggers? Definitely,
4: yeah. Great question. Um, I think, like, the, the shows are so different, like, and that's why I love doing it because um it gives me like it has like both of my sides of my personality like you've probably gathered like in the next five seconds like the last you know 20 minutes that you can ask me a question I'll just take it as deep as possible straight away but there's also a part of me that like as soon as I have a beer like I just love having fun so yeah I think that there's like a really curious side to me which comes out in doing friends I love learning about people and trying to be a better person but then also I'm just a normal guy and love having fun and, and he's the same you know like what you see he's a very funny guy but he's also very switched on as well um and yeah, I think that just because, you know, you are serious in some aspects, you can be very, you know, unserious in other ones as well.
0: Dil, just take us back to the G. I know you're at uh, first possession. Oh first no, kick, kick three or was, no? Yeah, kick three. Ball oh, from outside fifty in the wet. Yeah. When you kick yeah. it through the big sticks, just uh run yeah. it through how it feels.
4: Yeah, it feels like it was yesterday, boys. Um, but uh yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. Um you know, you just wrap that Sharon under your arms and you just say, Daddy's going to send this through the sticks and uh, that's what happens. But um, no, in all seriousness, it was a beautiful feeling. Um, yeah, it's something you look back on now, like I'm two years out of the game now and it's like pretty cool to have, um, have played on the MCG and i sort of like really forgotten about my AFL career in, in a way. Um, but you look back now and, you know, I just go on YouTube every night and watch those highlights and um, yeah, it's always good to see me, um, you know, single-handedly Dominating the Melbourne Football Club, and, but you know, in a way as well, I feel like I've definitely played a role in them winning the Grand Final this year. <laughs> without without me doing that to them, you know, in twenty sixteen, they would wouldn't, they have would be there the way no they chance. have now. And no I just chance. don't think that that's they would have. Jeez.
1: Uh, what is your favourite stadium to play at? Maybe besides the MCG, that might be a bit yeah. too obvious, but
4: yeah. Yeah. Favourite stadium, yeah, but besides the G, I'm not even saying this, I reckon there's the two best – so, like, stadiums for me wasn't a big thing, but I was all about, like, I love playing atmosphere. on, like, really good grass. Yo. Yeah. Like, I just loved, like, really good grass. And I'd say, like, the best – I don't know if you boys would be happy with this, actually. The best – Is it Aurora um, or Lonnie? The be- the two best is – one's Giant Stadium, so, like, in, in Sydney, like, the best grass. Like, it was, like, carpet. But I have to say one day we played the Hawks at Launceston mm. and, like – the grass there. I, I, I literally just never seen anything like it. I oh, thought great. it was fake. Like it was just unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Walls. Being
1: like, you played yeah. on that ground, um, and Dougie as well.
2: Yeah. no, it is good up there. No, it it's pretty bad. No. That's about the only reason you want to go up there. It's a lot better than you oh. <laughs> do. <laughs>
4: They've got the golf courses down there too, boys. Come on. Try yeah, no, there's, <laughs> a, there's some good
2: stuff going up, mm. on, up in Lonnie. What about, yeah. so am I right in saying you're a father-son pick in the draft? Correct. As your dad played football, do you reckon that put a bit of pressure on you to follow his path or obviously growing up around football culture did you just love it and that was kind of the main driver or was there a bit of um, pressure on there as well
4: yeah i think that like as a young kid you just you do what you're good at and you do what you know so yeah playing footy was always a dream of mine i loved it but yeah i think like looking back there's definitely some pressure um but not from my family It was just the pressure that i put on myself to yep. to do really well um and then when you you know, you mature and you get through those stages, you realise that like the only pressure is, you you do put yourself is is your own pressure. So once you can sort of start chilling out and and realise that, you know, life gets a lot easier. But yeah, there was definitely some high pressure moments, that's for sure. Um, But, but I don't regret it.
0: I guess at either Colton or GWS, give us your favourite person to sit next to on a bus trip. And maybe someone who got a bit annoying at the club.
4: I think at Carlton or ever. Either. Everywhere. Either. Um, I think the worst person to sit next to would be Tommy Sheridan. He's just, <laughs> like, the most annoying person in the
2: world.
4: Like, one of my best mates. Like, he lives in WA, but, like, still annoys me, like, from there. So, like, it's just, I don't even know how he's so annoying. Um and the best person to sit next to, like, you know, I'm really good mates with Toby and, and he doesn't talk a lot. Like, he just doesn't speak. Like, I know people think that, you know, Toby is um, this, like, big, like, strong guy, which he definitely is, but he, like, does not say anything. So it's actually nice to, like, get some, some really uh, quiet time sitting next to him.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, right. Now, personally, I love the way Toby yeah. goes about his football. Yeah. Like, mm. you can't not love him. He's such a good player. And, I mean, playing on the edge, I guess that gives him a bit of a boost. But, um,
1: yeah. Um, I would take him down to the Catering. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll give him laughs> six weeks a bit harsh. Very harsh, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, a bit too much. What
4: happens then, boys, if you get – a team? Are you all going to?
1: Would you all support
4: it, or would you support your teams you find out? That's a good question. I'll be 50-50 I reckon. I think no. so you can't have. if you're a team, you've got to go for.
1: Well, it. maybe I'd continue probably going for the Cats because they'll be successful for the rest of my lifetime. Um, but maybe I might if if I do have kids, I might persuade them to go for Tassie.
0: Well, I think I've got to swap the Hawks scarf for Tassie scarf. Yeah, I you'd, mean,
4: you'd have to, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, you have to I, if, you, if you guys Keep talking about Wanting a team You've got to go for them Otherwise it, No the I'd,
1: I'd watch I'd, I'd go and support them I'd watch their, all their games <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah It's just It'd be hard to go past Geelong Family tradition Yeah Yeah
4: No, no I understand That's definitely Yeah it makes sense it's, oh, I'm excited Hopefully, hopefully it happens
3: mm. I hope so We know you're a busy man Deal Just one more thing Before you wrap up yeah, Of course yeah, uh, What's definitely. something You could tell yourself At the age of 18 If When you're 18 What's something That you'd oh. like to know
4: I think I I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I think it would honestly just be like it's not what happens; it's how you react um, to it, and that's yeah, like my favorite goodness. quote, like of all time. Um, you know, like just to put in perspective of what's happening with with you guys now, like you could maybe get your ATAR or your enter score, whatever whatever they call it these days, and it might not be what you wanted, or it might be really what you wanted, but it's not what happens from that. It's how you then go forward. So. I've always said, like, whatever happens to me, both positive or negative, if it's a negative situation, I've got to, like, find the best thing out of this and, and be really positive with it. But also on the flip of that, if it's a positive situation, don't think you've made it. Like, don't think that, like, life's just going to be easy from here because you've got to, you know, quickly bring yourself back down and, you know, back to back to level and, and keep going on. Um, you know, as a kid, I'd, we spoke about something called an equilibrium, which is, is basically that. It's, it's not getting too high and not getting too low. And I lived my life like that for a long time, where I was like getting really, really excited when good things happened, and then if a bad thing happened, I'd just crash and get really, really low. And now, you know, you can ex- you can really celebrate the wins, and you can, and but you just got to bring yourself back down and, and stay on task. So I'd say that's my thing that I really focus on the, the most. Um, but yeah, I think that there's there's so many things I could do. And, Three hour chat with you guys on on what, but I think at the end of the day, you don't know what you know till you know it as well. So just keep living, make mistakes, um, make as many many as mistakes as you can because that's like going to set you up for so much success. And yeah, chatting to you all now, I'm I'm absolutely blessed to come on the show. Super super grateful that you've invited me on. And um, as I said, that the the Hutchins spirit, you know, (laughs) stronger (laughs) than
0: ever. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Dill. It's been an honour. It's been a privilege so thank you very much for your time thank you Dil
4: no worries you, boys. Mate, <laughs> Dil. awesome guys have a great one thanks so much cheers Dil cheers see you hey, boys have out.
1: well everyone what an amazing episode that was a massive thanks to Dil Buckley and if you want to find any more podcasts like this or listen to them in the future just go to your favourite podcast streaming site go to Spotify Apple Music all of them thanks yeah. for having me cheers for having me as well
0: thank you thanks Hodge it's been a pleasure <laughs>
2: Matchions Podcast.